This is the shift with Lynn and Zoe. Saddle up, you bitches. <laughs> you have to continue telling the story now. Um, hi, everybody. Last <laughs> night I went to Chinatown Noodle King um, and we ordered like five dishes and then. Uh, they brought out two and then they just brought us the bill. <laughs> Get the fuck said, out. Go home. Why? What time did you go? We got there at eight. And then yeah. what time did was I it meet you? Block? Yeah, it was packed. Oh, okay. So they were on a dinner they, show. Yeah. Service. They probably said, That's it. we don't have time for this. <laughs> and we know you're hammered as well. It's true. So get the fuck out. You don't go to Chinatown Yoda King for the food. No, you do. You, you do. do. And the BYO. Mm. It's an it's a all-around service. Well, hi, everyone. Hi. <laughs> this is The Shift. I'm Lynn. And I'm Zoe. And this is... I forget what number episode this is. I can't keep track. Wait, it's episode... 12. 12. Oh, how good. What a well-rounded number. Lucky number 12. Um, but how are you? I'm good. I'm good. I'm... Oh, yeah. I'm, <laughs> I'm still a little bit unwell. Oh, okay. Yeah. A little continuation. Last night, I got way too silly. Yeah. Way too silly. Yeah. We had um, we had a very dramatic night. Oh, we did. Um, a lot transpired. A lot happened, and I've got a wound. Yeah. So we has a battle wound from two rogue men on Oxford Street trying to take her blood. Literally. That's it. Instead, they took my phone. They did, <laughs> and the police were involved. We got the phone back. Though. We did. We got the phone back. Yeah. I reckon I was so drunk, I wouldn't have noticed. Yeah, I didn't true. instigate this fight either, thank no. you very much. Yes, it's true. I was just we'll trying to, to end it. And make that very clear that none of us um, started this war. I did also accidentally... I wanted to get a massage at like oh, yeah, 10 o'clock at night. And I went in and like... It was a rub and tuck. It was a rub and tuck. <laughs> <laughs> and she looked so confused. And I was like... How much were I, they going to charge? 45 bucks. For both? For, just for, for each person? Yeah. Oh, that's quite cheap. Yeah. Oh. But I think because I went in with another person and they were like, what? Oh. I was like, do you do oh, couples massage? Right. And they were like, um. Where was this fabulous venue? Um, It was just on George Street. Okay. There's a oh, lot that like goes near, on. Oh, it's like near the cathedral. Oh, stones throw away. Mm. So once you get your Robin tug, you can go and confess. That's right. How fab. That's right. Um, but no, so I'm a little bit hungover today, a bit yeah. worse for wear. But other than that, I'm good. How good. It's a very nice day today. Oh, it's a beautiful day. Beautiful day in Sydney town. I've wasted all of it. Yeah, I um, got up. I got up at a reasonable time at like nine because I was also quite wasted yesterday. Um, you I was also regaling. got in a couple of fights. I did. We got on the fight. We got on a fight on the bus because we didn't tap on. And these people were yelling at us for not tapping on. And there is gorgeous footage of it if you guys want to see it. Um, and then, yeah, there was the incident outside that bar on Oxford Street. So we were fighting. We, were, the nail. we were fighting. It's the tequila. I had a lot of tequila last night. And tequila just apparently makes you want to fight. I'd had a bottle and a half of wine. There you go. So I think that's just it. I think our livers at this late are just going to be sorted and black. Pitch black. What color is your liver supposed to be like? Red? Pink? Organ colored? Organ colored? I don't know. Um, But no, my week was also quite fine. I went into the office on Wednesday, Mm -hmm. met the girls, and that was really nice. It's just such a different vibe to my old job. Like, everyone's just like... Not geriatric. Not geriatric and kind of alert and switched on. (laughs) You can tell that they actually just want to do stuff, which is quite nice. 
Um, and yeah, that was about it. I just sort of slummed around for the rest of the week mm-hmm. working from home. I think I'm going to get back into my eight pray love detox not drinking oh yeah nights. oh okay yeah yeah i went out to you went night. out on tuesday <laughs> my word i went out on tuesday night um and i went to manly you don't cross on the bridge. a tuesday night rule number one don't cross the i bridge. went to manly for a drink it was a Tuesday. Was and then do you know what I did? I went home, I got changed, and then I went to Bondi. You went to Bondi. You were doing a world tour. I did. Do you know what's really scary, though? I've gotten, like, maybe five or six notifications being like, this venue that you were at had Stop. a COVID case. But obviously fine and stuff. And they're very um, quite nonchalant about it. They just tell you, if you have symptoms, go get a mm. test. But we're not going to police this. Um, and so we got one the other day and my friend had to go and get a test because he was just like, for precaution, obviously he came back mm. negative. So it's fine. But it's quite like scary. Yeah. I haven't had any, but I never check out of anywhere. Yeah. So it still tells you anyway. Cause that's the thing. There was one at uh, Woolworths in Bondi yeah. that I was in, but I never checked out of. Oh, so you just don't and know. And so I have no idea. This yeah. was also before they were sending alerts. Oh, And okay. so it was like two weeks earlier. And I was like, well, if I had it. You would have been dead by now. Well, I also could have been running around spreading it. And I just had yeah. no idea. Yeah, no idea. Um, but no, ultimately it's fine. Um, I think people are starting to get used to Because New Zealand, I was talking to my friend the other day. And he said, obviously, they're still in a very long lockdown. But mm. they're just going to get out just like us and start living with with the virus. Yes. Living but their lives. Anyway, should we get into some some topics? Yes, let's. So, um, earlier this week, Clara Smith, the four-year-old girl um, from WA who went missing, was, um, she was found mm. and she was recovered um, by police alive and well in the room of a house in a small town called Carnarvon. Mm. Um it was 18 days, and so it's very, very rare that yeah. after someone is missing for that long that they that are they're found. And she was fine as well. Literally fine. There was, I don't know why I'm laughing, there was a photo of her in the hospital holding like like a... Oh, with like an icy with pole? With an icy pole, oh. just like having that. It was very camp. Um, but now I'm glad she's fine. I'm glad she's all well. Yes, but it, what it has brought up is... Um, There was a really interesting article in The Guardian this week, and essentially it said that, you know, the Cleo Smith search has ended, obviously, well, but then what about all of Australia's other missing children? And so Indigenous advocates say that police, you know, they were the good guys in her disappearance, but that's not always the case when Aboriginal children go missing. Yeah. Um... There was the, the Daily Mail, stupid fucking Daily Mail. They, because an Indigenous man actually assisted in the, like, finding of Miss mm. Cleo. Um, because he reported that there was suspicious activity by this man who was, I think he was in a bottle. No, he was buying diapers. Mm. And then he alerted the authorities. But then the Daily Mail published this article with his face, the Indigenous man, and then the family making it up to be like the Indigenous man was the... They did the same thing with another Indigenous man, the guy who um, has been charged with kidnapping her. His name's Terence Kelly. Something like that. Something like that. But what they did is they, Channel 7, Mm. they literally just went onto Facebook, found someone with the same name that lived in that town of Carnarvon and then uh, took that man's photo and and said that he was the man that 
was had, the kidnapper. Yeah, that was the kidnapper. And, you know, this man had absolutely nothing to do with it. Yeah. Um, and they retracted it and they posted an apology and everything else. But apparently it's just completely ruined this It would because man's life. people would just have that because people are going to take everything at face value, especially but, on like fucking Facebook. And especially if it's reported by a legitimate news, a outlet, legitimate news outlet as well. Yeah. Um, Jacinta, what's her name? Jacinta Franklin. Jacinta Franklin. She Franklin, she's got um, some First Nations children and she sort of went on Instagram and was like, I'm really happy for Cleo Smith's family. Um, but obviously the same narrative is not run when indigenous children go missing. Um, and a, um, I think it's an indigenous lawyer actually just reported, um, that when Aboriginal families do report that, you know, the kids are missing, the police don't take that seriously at all. They just sort of take it at face value and just say, you know, good luck to you. And most of the time, this lawyer was reporting that um, Indigenous families are actually having to take out the searches for themselves Mm. and start looking for the missing children because the police are not going to take it seriously. She said she was um, speaking to The Guardian. Her name's Linda Cow. And she said that... um, most of the time she's unable to actually get the police to investigate reports of a missing child because in some parts of regional WA, she says the disappearance of children and young people is so pervasive that to police it's just their normal. Yeah. Um, and there was a review prepared for the Australian Federal Police in 2021 and that found that at least a quarter of children under 12 and 18% of kids between 13 and 17 who go missing while in care are Indigenous, despite First Nations children making up just 5.9% of the total population under 18. It's just wild. It's, yeah, everyone's just kind of... It's crazy, though, because Jacinta Franklin, she's married to Buddy Franklin, the Mm. AFL player. Yeah. And she... He's an Indigenous man. And she copped all of this backlash and yeah. she had to delete to it, delete which is bizarre because she wasn't saying anything... Negative towards Cleo's no, family. No, she was just saying, like, why can't we keep the same energy yeah. and effort when a Indigenous child, indigenous goes, child missing. goes missing? And it's not like... And this, I was doing a research paper about something else related to um, Indigenous incarceration the other week. And this scholar, she said, it's not like people don't know that the history is so sordid and it's not Mm. like people don't know that the long effects of um, colonization are still trickling through. They know, they just literally don't care. Um, So people can't say it's an ignorance thing or it's like just the fact that you're unaware, you know, you just don't give a shit. So people know that indigenous kids are going missing and people know that indigenous children are being murdered in prisons, but they just literally don't give a shit. So Jacinta posting that and then being bullied for it and then having to take it down wild makes no sense literally wild um but yes hold the same energy and yeah i think that's just the biggest takeout for this i think this has drawn some light to it though yeah which 100 percent is good i mean obviously none of it is good at all yeah like, <laughs> but but no yeah keep the same energy and i think hopefully this kind of putting light on it will start getting yeah some sort of aura. i mean you know you're doing the best you can with what you've got. And mm. yeah. But moving on, um, Spencer and Gucci are coming out. I think they are out, actually. Yeah. Gucci, out? Gucci's out. House of Gucci's out because oh. there was a premiere. 
and it officially releases in theaters like we said last episode on thanksgiving but they're having like a lot of premieres and stuff mm. overseas and spencer was also out but these two articles came out the other day because gaga did the british vogue and italian vogue yeah. covers did you love the covers i love she hasn't them. done anything that divine in a long time so though was nicola formichetti like involved in it i'm not sure i know for british vogue it was myzel and and a fool and pat mcgrath Uh, but i'm not sure about italian vogue i didn't really look at that at all really if i'm being honest (laughs) um don't care so she got dual covers as well yeah she did they're really very busy well it's because they're sort of like just making vogue one giant magazine that's true actually though because anna winter who's the editor-in-chief of american vogue as we all know Mm. she has like kind of promoted herself to be the creative director of (laughs) Of every single worldwide like literally every single vogue so everyone reports to anna but there's big rumors so obviously everyone wants edward to take over anna which makes a lot of sense because obviously he's doing He's overlooking all of Europeans' um, Vogue things, like Vogue France, or Vogue Paris now being Vogue France and all that. So he's very busy. But yeah, these covers were divine. They're gorgeous. And all the Schiaparelli couture, she ate. Mm, She did. And all the tweets are saying um, the reason why she ate is because House Labs had nothing to do with it. (gasps) What's her name? Sarah... Tano, her, her makeup artist. I don't know. She's a I thought terrorist. I didn't realize she had a makeup she had, artist. She I thought does. she did all of her own. Do you see why <laughs> she has a professional makeup artist who's tragic and like swatches a bit of fucking gloss on her lips and like a little mascara, and she thinks the she job's says, done. Off you go, off you go, <laughs> Go to the gaze. But no, Pat McGrath did makeup on, on both the covers and it was divine. She looked beautiful. Um, but yes, these articles, I read them separately, but they sort of overlapped because there was just sort of like, Kristen Stewart was talking about how she prepared to get into the role for Spencer. Mm-hmm. And Gargoyle was also saying like, I lived as um She Ruggiani. said she lived in character for yeah, nine months. For nine months. That's a baby. <laughs> she was birthing this, um, what's her name? Reggiani? Is that how you pronounce it? Yeah, Reggiani. Yeah, yeah, it's so wild because Kristen Stewart was like, I was feeling very haunted as well like Diana did because the press was chasing her and she was saying it's very interesting because she was filming a movie about Miss Diana Spencer and then the press was hounding her in the same way that they were hounding. I That doesn't sit right with me. Yeah. Kristen Stewart. She was like, it was so Putting meta. herself in the same league literally. as Princess Diana. She literally said it was meta. And I said, shut up, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. But oh. this article um, revealed some things. I knew Diana was tortured, but I didn't know she was this tortured. So she was reading some sort of biography about her to get into character. And she was like, Diana's staff would look at the hairs on her pillow after she wakes up to see if she had anyone over or if she was fucking and sucking people or if she was alone. Wild, right? Oh my God. And this is the most fucked part because everyone knows Diana was terribly bulimic. Mm -hmm. So at this castle in Sandringham where this movie's based... Um, and this happened in real life. So Queen Elizabeth, and it's a Victorian tradition where guests are weighed when they get into the castle and then when they leave, because that's just supposed to show how much fun you were having and how much food you were consuming because you would have gained weight because you've just been eating the entire time. And 
they made Diana weigh herself <gasps> upon entry and upon upon exit. Oh my god! And Miss Girl was bulimic. So could you, could you imagine sick. going to someone's house for dinner or something, and they oh, go step on the scales on the scales. <laughs> Get on the scales, quick sticks. And as you're leaving, get back on. Get back mm. on. How are you going to reflect? 500 grams? Good. Good. <laughs> and they keep a tally. <gasps> fucked up, right? That's so fucked up. Yeah, so Kristen Stewart was Are like, the English okay? I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> we said it last or two episodes ago, don't date British men. The English oh, are not okay. The English are not okay. Um, but yeah, Gaga was saying not the same thing, but she was saying she, obviously she made all this effort to get into character mm. and she said um, she never broke the accent and when she was doing the um, sort of like speech training, what's it called? Like to get into the accent. What's that person called? What's the name? A speech therapist? I don't know. Is that like a, like I don't a, know. Like a vo- vocal coach? Vocal coach, yeah. I think it's a vocal coach. I was about to say pathology and I was like, <laughs> No. <laughs> We need to have a mini series of every time we get something wrong. Literally, well, just the next episode can just be cuts together of oh. you and I just <laughs> trying to figure things out. Do you remember when we you thought Camelot, Camelot. was like a spice, a, a spice, and a star in a car? It was everything <laughs> but the correct thing. Um, but yeah, all of that. And then she was asked if she'd actually met Miss Patrizia Gucci, and she was like, "What did she say?" She's like, I only felt that I could truly do this story justice if I approached it with the eye of a curious woman who was interested in the in possessing a journalistic spirit so that I could read between the lines of what was happening in the film scenes. And she said, no one was going to tell her who Patrizia Gucci was, not even Patrizia Gucci. And Miss Patrizia Gucci <laughs> was annoyed by this because <laughs> she said, how are you playing me in this fabulous film? And you don't even have the sensitivity to come and meet me. What does she mean? No one's going to tell me how to play this real life character in a biography that I am. No. No, Gaga. No, she's going to go. Patrizia Gucci was a blonde. <laughs> Literally. Scandinavian and this woman. this how she spoke. Blah, blah, blah. Do you reckon you, if you were playing Patrizia, you'd have gone and have, like, had lunch with her? I would 100% have gone and had lunch with Patrizia. A so she said she was living in character for nine months. What was she what doing? Character? <laughs> <Literally>. What character? <laughs> she was like, I was just going to figure it out as I go from what people told me. I can go to the source. Go Patrizia to the source. is very much alive. And you're both Italian. It's you can bond on something. <laughs> Do you reckon Gaga knows how to speak Italian? I don't think so. I don't think she does. Maybe Not fluently. A bit of, she'd go, oh, buongiorno, prosciutto. Literally, and just, just leave it at that. Over, <gasps> um, like, a very belly egg day moment would happen. But, <laughs> yes, I I don't know. I would have gone and met. She seems like a real, like, she's an interesting woman, Miss Patricia. She's a bad bitch. She's a bad bitch. She's I'd go psychotic. I would go and have lunch with her. I, Demi Milano. I just cannot get over that. I was in character for nine months, but not a real one. Just one I just made up. (laughs) Literally. Sick. Sick and twisted. Oh, stupid Gaga. But no, I will be watching this film till Mm. death do me part. And also Spencer is also rated 6.9 out of 10 on IMDb. I was expecting you to back out Jackie because Jackie was 8.1. Oh. So I don't know how good this is. I feel like there's a be. lot of people that just can't get past Kirsten Stewart. The last movie yeah. she did was the Charlie's Angels reboot, and, and that, that wasn't was, any that good. Was I enjoyed it though, but it's just because I'm simple. Like, 
should put in. Dot, Literally, dot, dot. like I'll just sit and watch a movie and pretty be colors. Like, that was look at, look, at, nice. look at the sounds. Look at the sounds. <laughs> look at the sounds. <laughs> look at the colors. Listen to the sounds. That yeah. was enjoyable. And then shut it off. But anyway, well, moving on. Moving on. Um, so Brooke Shields did a video with Vogue um, this week where she kind of recounted her experiences uh, experience as the Calvin Klein poster child of the 80s. Mm. So when Brooke Shields was 15, because do you remember Brooke Shields was in that movie where she was like 15 in it and she got stuck on an island with that boy? No. And she... I don't know who she is. She like I mean, I she does she like... Is. So the reason I think all of this kind of came up is because when... Brooke Shields was like 13, 14, 15. I can't quite remember. She was in this film called um, Blue Lagoon. And essentially it's where like these two kids get shipwrecked on a tropical island. um, And they try and just like, you know... (laughs) live and it's survive it's what's going on well yeah they just try and like live and survive but then the you know they hit puberty and like grow up and mature and oh, like on the island yeah and oh. she ends up i could be making this up but i'm pretty sure she ends up pregnant or something like fucking insane. yeah yeah so it was like a very like I don't know. Like, that was the movie that made her and her eyebrows big. Oh, okay. Um, so I think she already had this kind of... Like, sexualized... Yeah. Like, or she had played a character with sexual experiences. Yeah. But essentially, um, when she was 15, she was in a Calvin Klein commercial where she says nothing... Um, Nothing. No one can come between me and my Calvin. Yeah. Or something like that. Yeah. No, yeah. No one can come or nothing comes between me and my Calvins. Yeah. And yeah, it became like. It was a worldwide phenomenon. It got like really hardcore and like controversial because she says this line nothing comes between me and. Or there's like nothing can get between me and my Calvins or something yeah. like that. And people thought it was implying like nudity or like oh, okay. yeah like yeah everyone like, was really weird about it i mean the commercial came out in the late 1980s and there were like a lot of those calvin klein ads and i think that's why the sort of like sort of soft i mean i'm not the one that's quoting this people thought it was soft porn in the 80s mm. um this whole soft porn mentality with calvin klein came from because it got way raunchier in the 90s with um kate it, moss, kate and, Mark moss and, yeah, and Wahlberg yeah. and everything like that but yeah, she was berated by the media, especially for taking this job, which was fucked because she was 15. Yeah. And she, at that point, see, I thought she was going to change her mind and be like, oh, I didn't realize that it was kind of a little like implicit, but also explicit at the same time. Yeah. But she just kept the same opinion. She was like, I knew what I was doing. I didn't have a problem with what I was doing. Mm. Yeah, there might have been a scene where the director might have zoomed slightly into, like, my crotch area. But she was like, I didn't see that there was a problem with that. Yeah. At 56, I can go back and look at the camera and say, oh, well, it's zooming in. Yeah, sort of on my crotch area. And then it comes to my face. Like, okay, but sex has sold since the dawn of time. 
every single cover I've ever been on. I don't care if I was 15 or whatever. He wasn't zooming into her crotch area. She said something <laughs> along the lines of that. But she held the same opinion and she was just like, the media was making it out to be more than what it was. And she said now, every, like she would go on a talk show and then they'd ask her if she was a virgin. And she was like fucking 15 years old. And she was like, you're making this something that it's not yeah. essentially. Um, and the commercial was banned everywhere. And yeah, it, she just, it was an entire saga, I think. Yeah. And the reason, yeah, that it's all come back up is because she did a video with Vogue. Yeah. Kind of what Lim was saying, being like, I didn't think it was a big deal. Yeah. I don't understand she why it's a big deal. Shit was worse before. before like, worse campaigns and worse things in pop mm. culture were happening before. And... She was like, I don't know. But in her opinion, she said there was nothing wrong with the video and she would do it again. She won't get booked to do it again. She won't. <laughs> um, but no, it sort of launched Calvin Klein as well because his name was everywhere. Everywhere. And everybody wanted a piece of Calvin. But no, good for her. This video is very wholesome. She's very eloquent and very well-spoken as mm. well. She is. And she looks weathered. I mean... But I suppose that's what happens when you were 15 in the 80s. Yeah, oh my God. That's when they had milk bottle children for kids go missing. Oh my God. I was on TikTok the other day and there was this, I like fell into a hole. I was watching uh, all of these like gabbering videos. Christ, can you explain what gabbering is? Gabbering is like the uns uns like... Australian version. Australian like eche dance. It's That like lads do. But anyway, I fell into this hole of like watching them and then I ended up on like Bankstown TikTok. And I, I didn't. So please don't. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, someone said they were born in 2006 and that just like. Oh, yeah. Okay. Me Whenever out. I do see that, because I feel like my concept of. Let me have some water. <laughs> my concept of that took you out. <laughs> My concept of like preteens and realizing that people born in 2006 are currently like 14, 15. Is that how old they are? Yeah. yeah. They're in their 13s. That's fucking insane. You were born in 2006. So when you play, because I see these TikTok challenges where it's like someone plays a song from 2001 and doesn't like a Nelly song or a Nelly mm. Furtado song or something. And they're like, I don't know what this song is. I'm like, how do you not know what that's like? What do you how mean? How could you not know? How could you not know? And then I realized, oh my God, they were alive. They were not. They were not born yet. That's like, fucking terrifying. I feel sick to my stomach. But anyway, when someone says twenty years ago, I think like that was Chazen. Like true, right? Yeah, but I think it was like the nineties. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, nineteen ninety. Oh, God, no. Anyway, moving on. I don't even know how we got here. <laughs> um, so fashion week is back, I think. Exclamation I, mark. I just... Question mark. What's going on? All the pre-fallen resort collections are happening right now. And in Sydney, I think Bottega did something at Icebergs. Yeah. They... And Gucci did something at State Theatre, I think. Or Lyric no, Theatre. Hubert. Oh, Hubert. That's mm. right. Um, but yeah, all the pre-fall and resort collections are happening. And I was having a chat about this yesterday. I just feel like people just need to take in Elias footsteps and just release when they want. Mm. Why are you doing pre-fall, resort, fall, spring? Well, the thing is, so the reason we bring it up is like Gucci just, they shut down Hollywood Boulevard and yeah. they did their 
Capri-Four resort show there yeah. with every single celebrity known to man under the sun was there Gwyneth Paltrow um, oh but she was wearing the yeah. Tom Ford Gucci red velvet tux yeah. and it was gorgeous but yeah Macaulay Culkin walked he walked but he looked like he was about to fall over do you yeah. see he was leaning he the was entire leaning. time um, Jody Turner Smith Jared Leto like all of Gucci's muses mm. were there and she, I did not know how many people Alessandro Michele has roped into his little arm Literally. he's got everyone he's everybody by the throat he Alana was a Gucci girl and then I don't, I don't know what was happened was she then? no she wasn't she's she's recluse currently <laughs> Um, but yeah, Florence was there, I'm pretty sure. Like, it was a fanfare. Mm. Everyone was there. But no, I was just thinking, why are they obviously for their... I mean, I think they do sell, and I think that they do make sales and yeah. stuff like that, but the turnover Mom is... bags. Yeah, of course. <laughs> the turnover is just so insane. Like The amount of looks that they had in that show there wasn't like 80 looks or something it was like an obscene amount yeah like it was so so i was watching it the other night i didn't bother and first of all the live stream there's like 35 minutes of celebrity porn at the beginning with just like you know did they take a page out of um balenciaga's bag with the red carpet no no oh maybe because i remember someone um took an insta story of them live streaming the red carpet and it was people arriving well they they well they did so like the whole show live stream like the first 35 minutes is literally just like celebrities taking their seats and saying hello to everybody and like whatever else um so i skipped ahead but the show was so long Long, right so so long and all of the looks were just not giving i'm sorry i did not care for them it was all sort of like old hollywood inspired like, what are we talking? But you see, they're doing, they're also doing, like, printed, like, workout leggings and, yeah. like, everything else. So... It was a very mixy matchy, but um, Mr. Alessandro went on to record and he was like, I was really inspired by old Hollywood and the golden era of cinema and all of that. So you can definitely tell that he pinched those inspirations from there. But I was reading this thing that Kimbino tweeted just being like, what exactly is this man's legacy? Because Gucci is just all over the place. It is. It's Aesthetically, mess. it's just all over mm. the place. You just don't know if it's going to be like the tacky, and I'm sorry to you, Eshes, but the tacky Eshe aesthetic with the Gucci bum bags and the mm-hmm. hats, or if it's going to be like... Okay, which would you... Which Gucci aesthetic? No, yeah. Or like... I know my Gucci aesthetic. What's your... Scarves and prints and colors and all of that avant-garde random shit that's just mixed together that's my aesthetic i say if i'm gonna wear gucci i'm just gonna go all out and i'm gonna wear that yeah ugly brown print from head to toe yeah head to it's toe it's just so confusing and they do have some really he does do some really good pieces but mm. the entire brand just what like what legacy is going to leave behind when he leaves Gucci. Well, I don't. If think he, he leaves Gucci, I don't think he will. He'll be dying. Do you reckon? With that. Well, who else is going to take him now? Yeah, because that's the other thing. He can't leave as their creative director because that's his creative direction. Is like that, like 
the current Gucci aesthetic, which is a mess, but like he, it works. He, well, it does. And like people love it and they're pumping out pieces. Yeah. But the thing is he can't take that and go to say Bottega and then all of a sudden Bottega like becomes headscarves and jewels and rhinestones and colors and prints and this and that and like everything layered on top of each other like that's his aesthetic and so it is he's kind of trapped himself in this one little gucci box yeah but then i would love to see someone like eddie slaman just like take over and just make it a white wall you literally everywhere eddie slaman goes it's a skinty suit i remember Mm. but people were ranting and raving about eddie when he was at dior and he sort of not invented but made the skinny suit a Mm -hmm. thing and i was listening to this podcast ages ago about this pr mogul in 2004 when eddie was a hot commodity and everyone wanted a slice of that suit Mm. everyone wanted a slice so good for eddie but also at the same time fuck eddie (laughs) Um, but Muglia's show, did you see it? I did. The video. So cunty. It's so cunt. It's so good. It's very pussy cunt, as I'd like to say. Uh, the editing is supreme. Mm. I love that sort of Russian Vogue aesthetic mm-hmm. that they're going for. And like all the models work, walking on the turntables yeah. and just spinning around to the uns uns music. I and tried like, finding it. I still can't find the track. It was a beautiful so soundtrack. If anyone can ID the soundtrack from the Mugler show, and show send it to me via MP3. Send it, send it to us, please. That would be greatly appreciated. But I appreciate that they didn't have a billion gajillion looks. There was only like 15. Yeah, I think Cudwalder does that quite well. He just sort of spins out the same thing in different colours. Mm. But also, I'm not really inspired by Gucci. I think... I'm not Gucci. Mugler. <laughs> His Mugler is not giving. Um, but I love that Thierry is just best friends with Kim. And he did her Halloween look. Her cowboy oh look. Oh my god, the cowboy look. Was that yeah, Mugler? That was, that was Thierry Mugler, yeah. Oh, good for her. And he's the most awkward man in the world. Like, he's just a geriatric old awkward man. And Kim is like, Kim. So, I don't know. What do they talk about? <laughs> That's what I want to know. He pretends he doesn't speak English. <laughs> and he just pumps out archival and just, pieces. Just <laughs> um, oh my God. Speaking of Kim, mm. her and Pete went for dinner. They did. In Staten, do you reckon, Staten Island. Do you reckon she's doing it to outshine um, Courtney? Oh, 100%. Because she said, you have a skinny white man. I'll get me a skinny I'll white man. I'll get me a skinnier white man. Oh my God. <laughs> who looks even more decrepit than yours. <gasps> oh. Insane. I um, hope they're together. I quite like again? that pairing. I said this before and I'll say it again. North is going to be pissed off. <laughs> <laughs> She's not going to be happy at all. Um, but no, all of this fashion stuff is obviously quite fun to look at and stuff. And I'm not, I'm not looking forward to the next proper fashion month. Is that February? Yeah, around February. But it's already fucking started. So Christ almighty, let's That's what go. I mean. When do they rest? When yeah, when they, do they rest? When are they sleeping? That's what I'm saying. Like, as if you're bothered pumping out 16 different thousand billion collections per year. Mm-hmm. Like, And that's the other thing. You shut down Hollywood Boulevard, you do 80 looks, and it's not even like a spring, summer, autumn, winter. It's no, a resort. It's a resort. Like, this is a PR exercise more than anything else. Yeah. <sighs> but on to some fun things. We'll make this quick. Mm-hmm. Some Architectural Digest homes. Yes. Um, I compiled a list of some of my favourites. Mm-hmm. And did you want to do the worst? And I'll do the... Or did you want to... Which one did you want to do? We can just talk through them together. Okay, we'll do quickly. Best, Vanessa Hudgens. Her... Three things you liked. Um, okay. 
her garden backyard yeah. whole thing gorgeous yeah. her the ensuite in her master bedroom divine gorgeous um the all of the plants like all yeah. of the big tree yeah. things in her house gorgeous gorgeous Troy Sivan's I loved it loved that house it tortured my timeline for fucking weeks because all of these gays were going on grinder to the park that's a jake like across the house <laughs> waiting around to get like casted essentially <laughs> by Troy and I know a Troy couple Sivan? people that fucking suck Troy did you? I didn't but I know a no, couple you people no you know a couple of yeah, people I know a couple of people what did they say? Uh, mm. Yeah. When you're famous, you don't have to try. It's true. Liv Tyler's was gorgeous. Gorgeous. Beautiful New York house. She lives in a like a brownstone in Manhattan. Mm. Gorgeous, right? Mm. Kendall Jenner's house is surprisingly very nice. It's, it's very so stately. You know, she did not pick a single thing no. herself. She closed her eyes and she said, "Interior designer, Hollywood done." Mm. Um, Hillary Duff. You didn't like it. You liked it. I liked it. Yeah. It I felt just, homey to me. Oh, no, I do. I like it. Like, it was a home. But when she was walking through and she was like, and my son hides in here. Oh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Strange. You know what I mean? Yeah. It was all very, like, scripted and odd. Yeah. Um, I forget the man's name now. Italian man, but Francesco, anyway, Francesco something. Yeah, he did a thing with Italian Vogue or something, and it was it was a gorgeous house. His I house is so it. chaotic. We'll post photos of it. It yeah. was beautiful, very eclectic, very chaotic. Okay, your worst celebrity houses. You've put Taylor Hill. Trash, trash. You've got money. Do better. <laughs> Next, Cara Delevingne. Trash. You've got too much money. Take it away. <laughs> <laughs> Serena Williams. Museum. Trash. You didn't like I Hillary didn't Duff like Hillary Duff. for obviously known reasons. Mila Kunis. And a smelly barn. Barn. Trash. Alicia Keys. It also looked like a warehouse. Trash. Not a warehouse, like a museum. Um, Michael Jackson's never left. He never did an AD, unfortunately. <laughs> um, for <laughs> obvious reasons. <laughs> <laughs> I just don't like his house. And I want it to be known. And on the record, that Neverland should have never landed. It was trash. <laughs> Okay, um, next thing. So a whole heap of movies have come out and we could discuss a few, but I thought it would be more fun right? to, I don't know what they're about. What they're about. So we're going to read the name yeah, and then we're going to guess What's about? what it's about. And, and then like, we'll see what it actually is about. Yeah. Um, right. June. I think it's about like aliens and... Um, like trying to find water and they're in a desert and they're very thirsty, like Mad Max Fury Road vibes. I think it's a biopic about how they created that photo of Kim Kardashian in the dirt, (laughs) in the hole. (laughs) Is it? Let's find out. What's it about? June. Paul Atreides, a brilliant and gifted young man born into a great d- destiny beyond his... <laughs> we're very wrong. <laughs> we were very right. wrong. Um, I know what this one is about. But I don't I wanna... know. Titan. Who's in it? It's a French movie. It won the Palme d'Or at the Cannes Film Festival. Oh, okay. Um, I think it's about people um, having some gorgeous spree on toast with some strawberry jam and they're in France and they're doing really chic things Mm. and yeah it actually 
is a movie about a woman who has a metal plate put in her head and then she becomes a serial killer and then she has sex with a car and then she has a car baby. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) Next. Uh, All right. Eternals. Um, Space aliens. Literally space aliens. Space aliens. Mm. Space aliens. Mm. I think it's about space aliens. Uh, A race of immortal beings with superhuman powers who have secretly lived on Earth for thousands of years reunite to battle the evil deviants. Space aliens. Space aliens. (laughs) What the fuck is Red Notice? Red Notice. I just picked movies that are out in the cinema. I don't know. Oh. I don't know um, (laughs) what they're about. Oh my god. Red notice. You you have got a speeding fine and it's red and you're on your last warning and you're about to get tossed to the can. I think it's about a struggling family that get an eviction notice on their <laughs> house and they have to rally the community to try and save money. <laughs> save their house. <laughs> oh, in the world of international crime, an Interpol agent attempts to hunt down and capture the world's most wanted thief. So, we're very wrong. <laughs> Finally, Ron's gone wrong. Um, Ron Weasley has gone terribly wrong, I assume. Something's happened. What do you think happened? I think... Oh, my God, I was going to say something so sick. I can't say it. Yes, you can. Go I on. can't say it. I'm not saying it. Um, <laughs> You'd make me say that I would cast Bibi Rexa as Barbie <laughs> and not let me change it last week. <laughs> no, I can't say it. I'm not saying it. Um, I don't know. He did something bad. He did something bad and naughty. And now he's getting in trouble for it. Am I close? Oh. Barney is a socially awkward oh, schoolboy who receives a robot named Ron. Oh. Moving on. Very quickly. Oh. Um, oh, it's a cartoon. Oh, okay. No. That's cute. Cute. Okay. All right. Anyway, we've that's, yabbered on for long enough. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get into the dating tale. Um, so I had been talking to this guy for about, like, a month or so, just by proxy through Instagram, um, and we decided on the basis of jokes that he was Italian, I was Italian, he lived in Haberfield, um, and he had mentioned that he'd never been to Hot Pot, I was like, okay, let's go to Hot Pot, particularly Spice World, um, because it just opened, so we went to Frankie's beforehand, and I forgot that Frankie's had $3 drinks, so we ended up getting... Super, super pissed on the $3 whiskey apples, which was fantastic. Um, anyway, we stumbled across to Spice World, and we were on one of the, like, bench seats, and he was like, oh, I don't really like spicy food, but I'll try, and I was like, no, let's get the spiciest possible. Anyway, picked up a bit of the spongy tofu, and I dropped it with all that chili oil on my pants, but I was wearing these really thin blue like pants that I have and it soaked all the way through so I then was like oh my gosh there's chili oil everywhere I'll just go to the bathroom blah 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 anyway we get to the bathroom and shit starts burning it's literally like irritable the chili oil is like seeping into the PP area it was <laughs> it was burning and I was like fuck I've got to ditch the aunties <laughs> because there's oil everywhere so I scrubbed them 
and it just did not go anywhere. So then I took my undies off, put them in my pocket, walked out of the store, and then nonchalantly threw my chili oil stained undies into the bin, and then walked back to the table and kept eating. <laughs> and I feel very sorry for the poor um, Spice World employee that had to find my undies in the bin. It was completely chili stained. Anyway, that's my story. <laughs> So sick for manic giggles at the end. <laughs> no, imagine cleaning the bathroom. You found some, some bloodied red <laughs> undies. Though <laughs> <laughs> they'll go straight into like a hazmat suit mm, they bag moment. Disinfected, COVID cleaned quickly. Shut it down. Entire place. And that chili oil is fucking. It's hot. Not that poor man saying I don't really like spicy food, <laughs> and, and him do. being like, No, no, I don't care. I don't you care. It's going to be spicy. Oh, God. Can you imagine being that hammered, though, as well? And just trying to be like, what I do can. I do? <laughs> what do I do? I can. <sighs> Christ. Oh. Well, good luck to your underpants. I hope you got a replacement. And I bet and suspect that that man never saw you ever again. I bet there wasn't a second date. <laughs> I wonder why. <laughs> Christ. Uh, well, I'm exhausted. Me too. But this has been fun. We'll see you guys next week. I'll be more eloquent. <laughs> um, I'm not editing shit. No. Oh, you bitch. <laughs> I sound, I'm going to insert some gorgeous sound soundtrack. So stupid. Nobody judge me for sounding <laughs> as dumb as I do this week. My brain... Worms for brains. The I girls left, are very tired. I left my brain at the massage parlor last <laughs> night. <laughs> right after you got your rub and tuck. <laughs> uh, but anyway. Okay. All right. Bye. bye.